selling a little or selling a lot, whatever you are selling, Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. You like that there? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the real life store stage all the way to oh my gosh, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever stage you're at, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling meditation books or artisanal goat milk soap, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. And one of the things that I personally love about Shopify is that no matter how big you want to grow, it's going to help you with everything that you need to take control of your business, make it yours, and then bring it to the next level, which is so important, especially when you put so much heart and soul into your business. Plus, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., which is amazing. And its award-winning help is here to help support your success every step of the way. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode on what perhaps might be one of the topics that I'm the most passionate about, like in the history of all of Mindful in Minutes. I'm not even joking. If it's not the top, it's definitely in the top three. And that is how to discover, connect with, and live from your true self which is something that I'm just so passionate about. Uh, helping people connect with their true selves is one of the most special things that I get to do. But also connecting to my true self has absolutely changed and transformed my life. And I just really, truly believe that one of the secrets to living a happy and fulfilling life is to live from the true self. And it's a journey that I have been on for probably a solid decade with lots of different ups and downs. And it's something that I have dedicated a large chunk of my adult life to personally. And I know that it is a reason that a lot of you are here because you want to find ways to connect with that space within you. And you want to live from that place. Or maybe you're just feeling a little bit lost or disconnected and you're looking for something more. So no matter why you are here listening to this, I am just happy that you are here. And welcome to one of what I think the most fulfilling journeys you ever take will be ever. So in case you missed it on Mondays, well, depending on if you're listening to this live or in the future, it'll be the episode right before this one in the feed. I shared that Yoga For You pop-up trainings are back this year. I will be leading Yoga Nidra and restorative yoga teacher trainings in Minneapolis, Toronto, and Bristol, um, kind of like almost one per month between now and like October. And I'll also be doing one virtual one in July. So make sure that you listen to that episode if you're interested in that. I talk about all the dates, what these trainings entail, and everything over there. It's like 12 minutes. Um, you can also head over to yogafuelonline.com or click all the links in the show notes. Uh, I also apologize if you hear any weird sounds in the background now that it's warmer. Uh, my husband is very into like gardening. He picks... I don't know why every time I sit down to record, he decides that it's time to water the plant babies. But 
whenever the water is turned on to water the plants, you can I can hear really interesting sounds. So if you hear anything weird in the background, it is just the plant babies getting water and uh, nourishment. But the I, the little I don't even know what it's called, but the part of my house where the water runs out to the outside, it must be right by my little closet because I can always hear it very clearly. So you just learned something new about the mechanics of my house. So with that lovely little tangent, let's dive into the true self. So here's what I'm thinking for today's episode is that we are going to be talking about what is the true self, how do you connect with the true self, how your life will change after you start this process of connecting to the true self, and then my favorite practices for connecting to this space. So what is the true self? The true self has many names. It goes by the name of the true self or the soul, your essence, spirit, your highest self, the divine within, your inner spark, Atman. There's so many other names for this place. I personally will be using true self and soul because those are the ones that make sense to me and resonate with me in my practice. Those are just the names that I have for them. You can sub that for whatever name you feel most comfortable with or that resonates with you. It is my personal belief that all of these names are describing the same thing. So your soul, your, you know, the divine within, your spark, Atman, true self. Like, I believe that all of these are describing that same space, which is that beautiful, authentic essence that you have, that you are born with, that is just innately you. That's what I'm describing. So you can call it whatever you want. I personally would be calling it true self and soul. Those are the names that I like. And the true self, like I said, it is that part of you that you were born with. It is your essence, like your pure personality. It is just who you are. It's the part of you that when you were a little kid and society hadn't had the chance to kind of form you or tell you what was, quote, right or wrong. I recently heard the term soul print. Your soul's unique fingerprint is what that is. I'm from Kevin over on the Science and Spirituality podcast, which we actually did a whole talk on the true self over there. It's really interesting. I just find every time I talk to Kevin, I find um, he just really makes me think in a different way. So he was one that taught me this, this term soul print, which I've really been enjoying using. So it's your soul's fingerprint. It is unique only to you. And I've always believed this to be true and in theory thought about this idea of the true self or the soul's fingerprint, but I've never seen it so clearly until I had pork chop. And let me tell you, he he is something, but he is just so authentically him, like who he is the good, the challenging, the goofy, the everything in between. He is a deep feeler. He definitely has preferences with different things. And there's just so clearly parts of him that are just who he is. I mean, he's one. He can't even speak or communicate yet. And it is just so easy for me to look at him and see that there's obviously something within him that's just a part of who he is, his little personality, and that it hasn't really been shaped and formed yet. And I think that's so cool. And I love seeing that part of him. But it also, on the flip side, sometimes makes me feel sad because 
I'm like, gosh, when is he, well, hopefully he never loses it, but it's like, when is, you know, the world around him going to start dictating or telling him who to be or, you know, what parts of the true self are more desirable? Like what parts should you hide away? And I think we all, for the most part, can't speak for everyone, but I think many of us have the experience of as we age, we start to hide parts of ourselves or get disconnected to part of ourselves or change part of ourselves. And we slowly become less connected to who we really are and to the true self and soul space. And that's really what I want to dive into is not only why, but how can we reconnect to that space? Because we all have different life experiences. There's many different ways you can get connected to the true self. And we can start wearing masks and trying to be someone that we are not at any point in our life. And for almost everyone, at least almost everyone that I've come into contact with, there seems to be some point where we start living in a way that we think will please others instead of living in a way that is completely authentic and in alignment with who we really are or with the true self. And the more we start living for others and dampening the whispers of our soul and the further that we get from this authentic self place, it can leave us feeling really disconnected, unsure, insecure, unhappy, unfulfilled, like we aren't living what we're supposed to be here to do and, you know, live. For me, it felt like I was really lost and I could feel that the person I was showing up as in life, um, in particular, like from late elementary school all the way to like my early 20s, it didn't necessarily feel, I almost said empty. I don't know if it felt empty. It felt lonely. It felt inauthentic, but I felt mostly just lost. And I didn't have very high self-esteem. I didn't think very highly of myself. And I know I know that I am not the only one that has felt. I know that's not an uncommon experience, especially, well, especially for women. And I think that at times we just, our society is not so kind to women who are bold or just want to be them true their true selves. I I hope that that's changing, but at least you know my experience in this would have been, you know, I would have been in late elementary school like 20 years ago. So definitely back then it was, you know, not super celebrated and I also was coming to terms with being a child with learning disabilities at a time where you know, especially, you know, like little girls didn't have ADHD or they didn't think they did, right? We just had a very narrow scope of like what learning disabilities looked like, who had them, and, you know, what you did about them. So anyways, I, I'm trying to think of how I want to articulate this. I'm feeling pulled to also make the little caveat of like, my childhood wasn't bad. Like my 20s wasn't bad. I just look back on it now and I look at the way that I was living my life and it's so apparent to me and hindsight's always 2020. 20, it is so apparent to me that for a very long time I just wanted people to like me and I just wanted to be accepted. I wanted to fit in. And the way that I did that was I tried to be someone that I thought people would like. 
And that felt empty to me. It didn't feel good. I don't think it ever really feels good to try to change yourself or live in a way that is inauthentic to who you really are for someone else. And the funny thing is, is that I I didn't really feel like I felt this deep connection and acceptance and like soul connections with people until I connected to the true self and I allowed that part of me to be seen. And that's where I started making those deep like soul to soul connections. But definitely like when I was a teenager into my early 20s, I just wanted to be liked. I wanted to be accepted. You know, I wanted to be pleasing to people. And unfortunately, that meant that I just didn't let my true self be seen. And it was in, you know, it was in the little things. I just showed up to places wearing these masks and trying to fit in. And that's just, you know, not, that's just not who, that's just not who I am. And that's okay. And now in hindsight, I know that that's okay and that this was all a part of my journey. And I know how fulfilled and happy I feel being much more connected to my true self space now. But I really want to dive into this in case you are listening and you want to be more connected to this space or you sometimes feel like you have to show up places wearing a mask or you don't really know yourself or you're struggling to make decisions. You don't know what the right decision for you is or what path to walk. These are all things that get easier and clearer the more that you connect with your true self. So that's my little, I don't know, that's my... I was going to say that's my TED Talk. That's the beginning part of my little TED Talk on the true self. So how do you connect with the true self? So first, before we dive in, just take a moment to be kind to yourself. So do not let connection to the true self be something that you beat yourself up over. Don't do that. Don't be like, oh, wow, Kelly just seems so happy being connected to her true self and I hardly even know who I am. No, no, we're not doing that. This is a loving practice. It is a journey. It takes time. It can be bumpy. So if you are thinking those thoughts, you can just release them now and be kind to yourself. So how exactly do you connect with the true self? I like to think about it as building a relationship with anyone. It's like dating. Granted, my last first date was, I think, like 13 or 14 years ago. But I feel like building relationships are, you know, they haven't changed that much in the last 14 years, even if the actual, okay, this is last tangent I'm going to go on. I cannot even imagine dating, like, there, there were no apps when I was dating and it just, it was a whole, it was just, it was so different. And I just, I mean, I love hearing stories from my friends that are currently dating and it's really interesting, but I'm just like, I don't even recognize like what this is. It's just a whole different thing. So, but I do think that connecting with the true self, it's just like dating. You're not going to go in on a first date, hopefully not like all intense and being like, let's get married right now. We're soulmates. Let's do all of the things. Tell me all of your deepest, darkest secrets, right? Like that's a lot. Don't do that on a first date and don't do that to the true self where you are trying to build a relationship with that space and don't start with, okay, we're going to go right to like my deepest, darkest secrets. I want to know everything about you. It's a lot. It's intense. You have to go slow. You are building a relationship 
date the true self in a way. Take your time. Get to know them. Ask questions about the true self. What do you like? What feels good? What do you think is funny, right? Just like dating, you're not going to start with, oh, hi, I'm Kelly. Welcome to this first date. Now tell me your deepest, darkest secret, the meaning of your life and the worst thing that you've ever done, right? I'm just going to be like, oh, hi. Well, I'll be like, hi, I'm Kelly. And I'll just, you know, start a little more surface level. I'll just start to get to know someone. And then over time, you start digging a little bit deeper. You're just getting to know them. Then maybe you can woo the true self a little bit. You know, you can be nice to them, do kind things, start to do stuff that they like, right? The more... As I'm going through this analogy, it's like, you know, it really has been a long time since I've been on a first date. But I assume, friends, that this is still how you date someone. Um, But just like woo them a little bit. Like now that you get to know them, do things that feel good and that they like. Then over time, you can start getting deeper. You keep building the relationship and you get to know the true self more and more and more. It's just like building a relationship. Then once you have that better and deeper understanding of the true self, who they are, what they like, what their dreams are, then you can start to live from this space. You can start practicing and living from this space. That can look different for many different people. I personally consider the soul kind of like my internal compass. So if something aligns with the soul, it's going to be pointing to true north. This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their (laughs) sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. So really testing this out. So asking yourself questions like, does my job align with my true self? What about how I spend my free time or what I do to make me happy? Does it really make me happy? Even the way that you move your body or what you do from your day to day, like be inquisitive, be curious, be kind and gentle with yourself. 
but ask these questions. And when you say, you know, does so-and-so or this and that feel fulfilling to me, if it points right to that true north, it feels good, it feels expansive, it feels in alignment with the true self, then beautiful, you're on track. If all of a sudden that compass starts going crazy or pointing in the wrong direction, then you know maybe not quite on track. Maybe that's something that you need to go, you know, that you need to go or let go of. And once you get to know yourself and you get comfortable, more comfortable with the true self, because here's the thing is even if you connect with the true self and you have this clear line of communication, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy, right? And You may find that a lot of what you were doing is not in alignment with the soul and the true self and that you'll want to change some things, you'll release some things, you'll shake things up. That's not easy. That's not comfortable. When you do feel ready, and there's no timeline on this, to, you know, when you feel just more ready to share the true self, then you can do that. You can start to share that with others, kind of like a little soft launch for the soul. Uh, I've been getting a real kick out of people like soft launching their relationships. And I saw this one. It's like, oh, are you like soft launching your mom? Anyways, it just makes me giggle. So I think of this as kind of like a soft launch of the true self. And you can just begin to let your true self be seen. How you do this is up to you. You definitely could take, you know, a, a slowly pulling back the curtains, letting a little light in at a time approach. If you want to just throw back the curtains and let everything be laid bare, you can do that too. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just stay connected to that true self space, how comfortable you are with letting it be seen, who you want to share it with. Like that's all up to you and what feels good and right. And the better that you know the true self, the I find the easier decision making becomes because then you can just ask the true self, is this right for me? Is this not right for me? Or do I want to do it this way or do I want to do it that way? The hard part once you're connected to the true self isn't getting the clarity and getting the answer to those questions. It's then having the courage to then act upon them because our soul may not be giving you a nudge or an answer in the direction that is easy or that is, you know, just a nice, easy paved path. So it's not always the hard part isn't always getting the clarity. Sometimes the hard part is getting the clarity and then realizing, oh, and now I have to act on it. And like that's the hard part, what the soul is is nudging me to do. It also can be a little bit tricky because as you change and as you get to know your true self, you may find that people that you know or spend time with or surround yourself with, they might not always support you or support your growth or quote, like what you're doing. That's in, you know, quotes like And that's because, you know, it could be many different reasons. It could be because they just got to know a different you and they're like, wait, you're different now. That could be because seeing you being connected and fulfilled by your soul and true self might be kind of triggering to them because they haven't had the courage yet to take that journey. There's many different reasons, but know that when you connect with your true self, there might be a little bit of a, well... There will definitely be a period of growth and discomfort and change, and it might not be pleasant or easy, but it's probably necessary. I've been thinking a lot about trees 
I promise that's a point. Trees and what they can teach us, especially because it's the trees are starting to bloom, like everything's coming back to life finally at the very end of May. Things are coming back to life. So I've been looking at trees. Pork chop is really into trees. So we point, we look at a lot of trees. And I've been thinking about them and how they are a wonderful metaphor for the true self, but more specifically, how uncomfortable change and growth can be. So I bet if you're a tree spreading your roots, growing your branches, reaching for the sun, losing your leaves every year, but getting these bigger, stronger, healthier leaves, that that's very uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, it is essential to the health and the survival of the tree. And I think about this process as very similar, that you might lose some leaves, but you might get them back. They might be bigger and stronger. Your roots will have to go deeper, maybe spread out wider. You'll have to extend reaching for the sun, that which nourishes you. There might be, you might have to lose a couple of branches, lose some leaves. There might be a shedding process, but it is all within the best interest for you and your happiness and your connection to your true self and your health and your well-being. So remember, we are all born good and authentic. I really, truly believe this. I, I do not think anyone is born evil. That's just my personal, uh, you know, I, this could be a whole other podcast. I do think that souls are good when we are born. I think that we do all start good or start with the potential to be good. So this true self of yours, it's not bad. It's a beautiful part of you. It's in you and it's in everyone else and it's unique. It's your soul's fingerprint. So some of my favorite ways to connect with the true self. Let's talk about those. So here is a little list of some of my favorite ways to connect with the true self, some of my favorite practices. The first is yoga nidra. Yoga Nidra is an entire practice designed around moving through the koshas, the different layers of your being, and bringing yourself face-to-face with the true self where you can plant a positive seed of intention. So this whole practice is designed to take you on a journey to the true self. The meditation that I will be releasing this week is a true self meditation. And it's a variation on this idea where I'll be walking you through the different layers of your being to come to the true self where then you can spend a little time there, connect with it, maybe get some guidance if you want. So kosha work and yoga nidra, definitely one of my favorite practices for connecting with the true self. I also really like meditations that are specific to the true self or talking to the soul. So They say quiet the mind and the soul shall speak, right? And that's absolutely true. If you can quiet the mind, if you can come to stillness, for me, that's when I was really working on building that connection to the true self and the soul, really getting quiet, getting still, asking the soul questions, asking for some guidance. Like I found that to be really helpful and beneficial. So doing meditations that are specific to true self and speaking to the soul, I find to be really, really helpful. Also asking the true self what feels good, what would be nourishing to you, and then doing that. So just, and I'm talking in like your everyday kind of life. If you have some free time, you have an afternoon free. If you're just like, well, so like what would feel good to you? And maybe the soul says it'd feel good to go on a walk or go see a movie or listen to some music and dance or do something new. Like there's no right or wrong answer, but not overthinking it. Asking the soul what would feel good and nourishing and expansive to it and then doing that. 
And the more that you start to do that, you'll start to feel better. And it just becomes easier when you're living your day-to-day and just asking, like, what would feel good to the soul and then giving it that. So that's a simple practice that I love to do. Uh, Dating your true self or taking yourself on a date, basically just having fun. Fun is so essential to keeping the soul happy and light and nourished. So go do something fun with yourself. Go try something new. Like, that's really expansive to the soul. There's also soul writing. So we haven't done a lot of soul writing on this podcast, but if you've gone to any of the virtual retreats or a in-person retreat, from time to time, I will bring out some soul writing. And what that is, is that you do a quick meditation to try to quiet the mind and call the soul and true self forward. Then you get some questions. And after the meditation, you kind of go into this automatic writing. And the idea is that you're kind of taking the the conscious mind and the inner critic and all of that, asking it to step to the side so that the soul can answer these questions. So it's called soul writing. It's kind of like journaling, but just from the soul space. Um, Also asking those who know you and love you and know the true you to talk about why it is so special. I find this practice to be very, I mean, it's really beautiful. It's really powerful. It makes you feel very vulnerable. But those people who love you unconditionally, like ask them about your true self and what makes it so special. And it's really humbling and moving to hear why others love the true self and like what they feel like is just a part of you. So if there's people in your life that you trust and you feel like know the real you, just ask them, be like, what, you know, what is it about me that you feel like is a part of my true self or why do you love me? Right. And again, it can make you feel really vulnerable, but I've never heard this particular exercise go badly, especially if you're just asking people that love you unconditionally. It can be really beautiful to hear what their answers are. So um, also making a list of what expands you and what doesn't. So as you're doing this exploration, as you're being inquisitive, just keep a little list, either writing it down or a mental list of like what feels good and expansive and what doesn't, because then you can start doing more of the things that feel good to the soul and work on releasing more of the things that do not feel good to the soul. Also thinking of yourself as a loved one. Would you treat your friend or your child or your mother this way? If the answer is no, don't do it to the true self either. We are working towards unconditional love for the true self. So if you wouldn't do it to someone that you love deeply, don't treat yourself that way either. It's important to work on loving the soul and connecting with it. Remember, we're dating them. We're building a relationship and trying to become, haha, soulmates. And yeah, that's it. That is my... (laughs) That's my, you know, entire list. And then you just go and try these things. It really is just about connecting with the soul space and finding a way to open up that line of communication and then giving the soul what it is asking for or what it is nudging you to do. So a few notes on how your life might change when you start living from the true self or you embark in this journey. Like I said, decisions become clearer. Doesn't mean that they're easier, but I find it as much easier to make decisions Especially, this has shown up a lot in my life with parenting. I think I talked about this in the seven lessons I learned from motherhood episode. But it becomes much easier for me to kind of weed through the noise, connect with the true self, and say what is right for me and my family right now. I find decision making is a lot easier now that I'm connected to that space. You will become happier 
When you live from your soul space, when you're living in a way that expands and nourishes the true self, it will feel good and you will feel happy. You will also feel like you don't have to wear a mask. There is just one person that has to show up. Regardless of where you're going, who you're around, it's just you showing up. And that can feel scary at first, but it can feel really refreshing and liberating too to not have to wear a different mask around different people that you just show up as you. And when you live from your true self, you give others the permission and the courage to do it too. You will also have more respect and love for yourself. I personally think the world becomes more beautiful. Like the world becomes more beautiful and people become more beautiful because it's almost like you start recognizing them on a soul to soul level. Um, You see the beauty in things. I just think the world becomes a little more beautiful. You may not feel as lonely as often if that's something that you're feeling because when you are connected to the true self, you're never alone because you have your soul, you have you, you most likely are finding ways to enjoy your own personal company. So I think, you know, I've experienced less loneliness since working on connecting to this space. And you also can connect on a deeper level, not just with the self, but with others. When you learn how to really connect with the soul and the deep part of someone or something, that is a skill. And when you practice that skill on yourself, it is easier to then apply it to others. So you may find that you are forming more meaningful and deeper connections with people around you. And you just become way more aware of what nourishes you and what doesn't. And you really feel a drive to start leaning into what feels good. And you'll probably want to make some changes in your life. So that is, in my personal opinion, how your life changes once you really start to connect and try to live from the true self space. So those are my thoughts. I hope it gave you something to think about. Maybe you're going to start dating yourself a little bit, or maybe you just want to take some time to be kind and be soft with yourself, or maybe you just want to try to connect to the soul or talk to a little bit. However your journey looks, whatever path you are walking, be good and kind to yourself. Take your time. It is worth it. It can be bumpy, but that is it. And I appreciate you. I hope you are doing well. And thank you so much for taking this time out of your day to hang out with me and listen to me talk about one of my favorite topics in the whole world.